0: welcome to episode 81 of two minutes for chatting this week we have uh our two reserve guests since the decent ones couldn't make it um only joking obviously james and kevin how are you doing hi i'm good
1: thanks yeah. for having us back J- I'm to be here.
0: <laughs> james especially so i know once, i know he's uh not been happy that he's he's missed out recently but we've got gone back so yeah, the, the standard's going to be up straight away um, but a lot of football stuff to talk about, a bit of NFL since James I know you're a a die hard fan now
2: Yeah um, I mean I'm absolutely dynamite in the fantasy league so I didn't realise that <laughs> he used to bring in running backs so I drafted two running backs and they both got injured and um, predominantly for at least six weeks each so after to a brilliant start obviously mr dunnan gave me the sort of tips that i was needing he was like draft a quarterback straight away draft a kicker straight away <laughs> that's what i did and for anyone yeah, there who wants that is not what you should do
3: you're at it because you know you know for a fact that's not what i told
2: you yeah that's... i know i'm just obviously stop, just to unspilling mistakes
0: <laughs> and uh our resident uh, Maryhill football expert Kev um, with the, the thistle start to the season obviously we will got a chance to talk about that um, but I, I won't keep anybody in suspense for too long because the big news is that uh, Into Brayhead has been bought over by Global Mutual and Savills apparently or that's who the new management is so there's going to be an arena next season so there might be some ice hockey
3: there might not be a, a team though depending on what happens with covid
0: yeah but who cares about
3: something some t- something to keep an eye on this covid business
0: it is indeed but um global mutual and sabo's never heard of them but as long as they're a better manager than neil Lennon at the moment then i think <laughs> the <laughs> they will be running <laughs> all right um Uh, the only thing that it says is that it's keeping the same name and stuff for a while then it'll eventually change but I don't know maybe uh, Global Clan or Mutual and Savills Clan has got a bit of a ring to it
3: I'd maybe try and leave the name Savills out just because of what's happened in recent years
0: (laughs) I didn't think of that actually yeah nah (laughs) Um, Nah, it's
3: it's two different companies is it? Yeah. Yeah, Global Mutual and Saddles, right. saddles are like the, the property.
0: Right, you've actually, dealing with the properties like the, you've actually looked into it then. See, that's yeah. more restructuring. I've than also I just
3: bored anyone that's listening to this, so...
0: I know, well, well but anyway, different. yeah, so that's that's kind of good. That's only ice hockey news we have, so it shows you how exciting it is. Um, since we last recorded about the uh, Scotland games, we beat Czech Republic... 1-0 a Ryan Fraser goal um, I know James and Kev you weren't involved last time as you like to tell us but uh, three good three good results for Scotland in a, a big game coming up uh, in a few weeks what What are your thoughts on if we can actually beat Serbia?
1: I think we can I think we've got a good chance and Steve Klopp's got us to so go in the right direction defensively we look quite reassured over the games um, obviously going forward it's not been the best but we'll, we can work on that and then all we need to do is we can, if we get Serbia out penalties one of the penalties man, not a bad deal <laughs> play, play for penalties yeah play for penalties I think um, it's, uh,
2: it's quite interesting because like you said football's been pretty rubbish Um terms of an entertainment value, but I suppose for years it's been rubbish in Scotland to have still failed to win, so at least they're actually getting some positive results. But you know, be hard well I mean goes without saying it'll be a hard game, but if they can keep it tight then, you know, that gives kind of, probably gives our best chance. But you know, it'll be interesting to see when you get players obviously Ryan Christie will probably be back, um among others. So it'll be interesting to see if, those kind of players come in, whether or not there's more attacking intent, but um, as Kevin said, uh, it has been quite defensive so far. I suppose that's probably quite similar to what he did at command to be honest.
0: Yeah, I, d- I don't think anybody was expecting um, like an open kind of style, but uh, maybe just with the players we've got and the teams that we've faced, you thought that there'd be a wee bit more ambition, but that's obviously not what he's wanting to do, so... Fair enough, if we get there, then nobody will really care about it.
2: What do you think about Andy Robertson when he plays for Scotland?
0: Uh, I think that he is having to do a lot more, obviously. And he's playing with guys who are not, not, not helping him the same, but The system they play at Liverpool, I think the amount of defending he has to do is minimal. Whereas with Scotland, it's almost the opposite. Um, I think he's been alright recently. The last couple of games, I think at the start, he struggled maybe because he was trying to do a bit much. Uh, But I think he's been, I think he was certainly, was it uh, Slovakia game or the Czech game? I thought he did fairly well. Um, But I don't know it. I think it's mainly just that he's having to go back the way a lot more than he usually does in the club games. To be honest, cause you, you don't associate him as being oh he's, he's a great defender kind of thing. I think you see more of him going forward and putting crosses in and stuff. Yeah, I agree. I don't.
3: I don't think he's been. Um, as good as he has been uh, at Liverpool. Um, I think that sort of goes without saying but again just kind of what Satton was saying the sort of standard of players around them yeah. um, are obviously very different as well And um, but yeah I do think the game against Czech Republic in particular I thought they had a really good game um, so you know maybe see him turn a, turn a corner there um, with regards to what you were saying about other players coming back in James like Ryan Christie I wonder how I wonder how much Steve Clark will look to change the team given that you know they've they've kind of been playing well without uh, having uh, the likes of Christie and and Armstrong and Tierney in there I guess you know players of that calibre though you always kind of want to to put them in the team Um, but do you I don't know if he's going to maybe upset the team the way that they have been
2: playing recently. My question about Robertson is probably a bit of a leading one with and probably with green spectacles on as well because I actually don't know if Tierney would be better for Scotland in that position just based on how he played for Celtic. Um, I think he can kind of do a lot more. I think you know Robertson and that Liverpool team is great but I don't know if for Scotland maybe somebody with Tierney's skill set would be more suited um, but obviously, Robertson's a captain, so it's unlikely that you know Tierney um, will play anywhere other than that sort of left of the back three, or you know potentially even right back where he's played a few times. But yeah, it's a good point. He might not change it that much. I think you know Christie. I would expect would probably play, but I think like so Armstrong, um, you know, either potentially not going to come back in and to be honest I would expect if Tierney is fit he'll come back in for for considine you'd, you would surely expect that Tierney would play ahead of a considine and that's what I left of the back three not that a considine did anything wrong but you know you, you would expect Tierney would play but uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does
0: It's if you didn't play Robertson there you'd have to play him what one forward because you're not playing him right back, whereas I think maybe Tierney would be more likely to play there even though you probably wouldn't you so you'd have to play him Robertson in either a wing back or a a, a wide midfield role, whereas, but I think in that he'd still suffer from the same problem but I just can't see him not playing So. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I
2: think he'll definitely play, it was probably more just whether or not, because obviously Tierney when he played for Celtic was playing with a lot less quality than what you know. both him and Robertson are playing with now, their respective clubs. And Tierney was obviously quite an effective player, particularly in Europe for us. So, yeah, it was just a question. I know everybody will probably be thinking I'm talking complete nonsense, but I just thought I'd put it out there.
0: Um, But, yeah, no, just to finish on that, that game, I think it will be difficult, but few people have said that maybe his, Clark's style will suit that sort of set up for the game because we're not going to be if we weren't doing it against Israel and uh, Slovakia and things we're not going to be setting up with three up front and whatever else against uh, Serbia so I, I think it'll be a nervy tight thing until maybe penalties or extra time
3: just just get new winning and you just play everybody out of position
0: <laughs> well, uh, doesn't
1: no chance of qualifying. And doesn't get that much. I don't know. I, initially, when
3: Lennon comes in, it, management uh, roles, he seems to do quite well, and then just uh sort of, like, completely falls off a cliff at some point.
0: So you're saying he's like the one of the best interim managers that you can get. <laughs>
3: yeah. Just uh I don't know. I was just going to call some <laughs> shite analogy, but
0: well, moving on to that then, uh, what what is your take on the current situation there, within, I like James. within a, I like a James realistic? I'll give you fifteen minutes to get all your points <laughs> Um, well,
2: I mean, I can obviously go first, um, but I'm sure that my take will probably be less vitriolic than. Mr <laughs> Dunn. Um I, Stop fact, on the fence, mate, just fucking tell me who it is. I think if you're looking at facts, you know, Celtic win their game in hand, they're three points behind. Obviously, you know, the difference then is that game against strangers. And to go honest with you, that performance was one of the worst thing I've seen from Celtic for a long, long time. Like, you know, not barely being created a chance let alone having a shot um, and for a game like that to play like that was, was kind of unusual. Um, I thought on Sunday I mean to be honest with you last Thursday you played, playing the leaders of Serie A you know multi-million pound team you know actually second half I thought Celtic played quite well and it probably suits to play slightly better opposition and that they'll kind of open up. Um, one of the issues we're having in Scottish football at the moment is that a lot of teams are just sitting in for whatever reason, Celtic are really struggling. to break them down, um, and obviously on Sunday, um, you know switching that back for again for forty five minutes, it was it was pretty turgid. And then you know, that magic from Rogic kind of opened the game back up, um, and then you would obviously have sort of expected Celtic to control it slightly better than, than what they ended up doing. Um, you know, it's quite obvious that you know we're missing kind of like important players, but you know tactically. It's a bizarre one because he obviously brought in Duffy to, you know, shore up the defence. But I remember Paul Merson saying something about Harry Maguire. And to be honest, he's not that dissimilar to, to Duffy. So when Manu signed Maguire, he obviously made this point about well, when Maguire plays for Leicester, he sits at the edge of his own box and he's brilliant at defending because Leicester, well at the time, Leicester were more of a counter-attacking team. So he's not really expected to do that much on the ball. He's brilliant at defending his penalty area. Um, and he's, because they play so deep, he's not expected to turn and run, which he's, he's no good at. Um, and to be honest with you, Brighton can I get rid of Duffy for the same reason. They wanted to play higher up. Um, they wanted to play a bit more in an expansive style. So, you know, they, they didn't pick him. And then he comes to Celtic, despite the fact that Celtic have obviously watched him and know that he's potentially not kind of player that's gonna suit that sort of high line, um, where you kinda on the ball quite a lot and expecting them to turn into a world beater. Um I just I, I think we have in particular, not really maximising these strengths. It's not really working out so far, but obviously, you know, as early doors. Um but I think I you know, some of the signings still have to to, to obviously improve Kayete. Like I don't understand how a professional footballer can still be unfit after Stevan Satorian, like he honestly looks like he's, he's fatter than me when he goes on the pack um, <laughs> The jury's still out on a lot of the players, and I think obviously I'll let Ed Herman come in now and on, on what he thinks about Lennon because I know he's probably going to make this point. But to be honest, Lennon you know, he, he's he's struggling to get the best out of the players. Well,
3: you touched on a yeti there. Um, I I just I I wonder how how hard they're actually training. Um given, you know, he was training week in, week out at West Ham. Um you know, we signed him what, maybe three three weeks after the end of the season or something like that. Uh, and he's come in and uh, apparently he's been so unfit. I, I just I really don't I don't understand that. And a like yourself I don't think I've really seen much Improvement in his fitness overall, um. So that could set a big question. And what, what are they doing in training to improve his fitness? Because it's obviously whatever they're they're doing is not working. There's
2: um, all sorts. Of, there's all sorts of conjecture on you know the fan boards, and to be honest with you, those fan boards are usually filled with guys that think that they're in the known reality as they couldn't be further if you'd been in the know than if they tried. But certainly that's one of the kind of common conspiracy theories if you want to call it that at the moment that a lot of the players particularly the foreign players are just astonished at the lack of professionalism within the squad and uh, you know that probably then of be reflected in what you're saying about the lack of fitness because um, I I think you know it's understandable if guys are coming back from injury but the general mm. kind of, you know I think as well one of the things I don't know what your view on this is, but he he, he has his favourites, and understand every manager does. But what's the point in saying a like, guy like Turnbull, right? No, I, I must admit I've not really seen much of Turnbull. Um, but the guy has had he can sit, uh, against Rangers, he gets brought on with seven minutes to go. Against Aberdeen, he gets brought on with uh, uh, roughly the same amount of time. What is he expected to do? What is? How is he going to come on and change the game? You know That's, what I mean, like. Don't understand why he's not getting a chance and obviously, you know, Brown came on and obviously when Brown did come on, um the team played a lot better, but I don't know if that was necessarily because of Brown or just probably more because of Griffiths, but aye, um Brown's still a great player, but I don't understand why he spend three and a half million on a guy and then not then you don't pick him.
3: Yeah, I think well with regards to Turnbull I mean you could sort of roll the, the clock back further a time where Celtic wouldn't stump up the money to pay for John McGinn and you know, look, look what happened there he's went down to Villa and he's been playing really well um, so, I, I mean I, I don't know really what's going on with that side of things, there's, there's so many different avenues that you could take uh, talking about Celtic just now I think um, you know, going on what, what you were saying about the Rangers game as well and um, Yeah, I I would agree with that. I think it's the worst worst Celtic performance that I've seen since probably the start of the night in a row. Um, That's not a controversial thing to say, I don't think. Um, I've not really seen a full 90-minute display from the team uh, at any point this season as well, which sort of goes to my thoughts about the, the training aspect. Um, performances have been sort of miserable generally Uh, sort of late late goals against Dundee United and St Johnston it's just you know it's really just not not enough and if it wasn't for the the, sort of five substitute rule then we wouldn't have got that goal against St Johnston
2: I think um, the only time they've really played well this season to be honest was Hibs at home that was a a good performance Motherwell at home as well was pretty good, um, but I certainly away from home, and obviously the Rangers game—it's um, been quite a struggle. I think um, probably more so than anything, like the third goal on Sunday for Aberdeen. You know, it was just panic stations. It was, everybody watching the game knew it was going to happen. But certainly, there was a sense that Aberdeen were going to get another chance. Um, and you know, McGregor to an extent is a bit unlucky because you know he's just kind of flying in trying to make a block, but even then just total panic stations and uh the players are obviously playing under a lot of pressure, you know, they won't I'm assuming most of them will probably be on social media in one way or another. They'll be seeing the comments, they'll be seeing, you know, the, the kind of criticisms that they're getting. Lennon referred to a lot of it today, so uh, it's a difficult position that they're in, with a lot of pressure, but uh, they're not handling it particularly well at the moment. And obviously it doesn't help as well that fans are under there don't think you would have like got a performance as bad as that against Rangers if there were fans, but by the same token, you know, Rangers aren't playing in front of any fans either, so it's not an excuse. Um, yeah, yeah,
3: I would agree with that. I think um, the fans wouldn't have wouldn't allowed have their performance like that against Rangers. Um, there was just no no urgency. There was no aggression or sort of, creativity or anything. Uh, and I don't even think Rangers, Rangers didn't even play that well, to be honest. Um, I don't think they had to either. We um, were just the better team on the day. Kev, what? To be honest, I'm not probably
2: going to sound like. Sorry, Sam, it's sorry.
0: Just one
2: final You's, point. You call. can leave the calls. Back <laughs> just probably one final point on on Rangers, given that you know I'm obsessed with Rangers, but <laughs> actually, I mean they're a they're a well coached team. You know, very good defensively, but I think you're right. I don't think they're particularly great. Um, but at the moment, you I don't, know... We've they've not, not really played a strong team. Really? Uh, apart from Celtic. And they, you know, again, in that game, Celtic were dreadful, but it wasn't as if created just create, you know a multitude of opportunities. They kind of got a... Obviously, they Kent had a chance in the second half, but our two goals were from set pieces. Um, and I know you've got to defend set pieces, but it's not as if there was kind of sparkling play and an play. It was just poor basic poor defending by Celtic again back to the point about Duffy that was one of the things he was brought in to try and resolve so you know they will have Rangers will have was a season where they're go, they go through the same um, kind of lulling form that Celtic are going through at the moment that's a long season um, and also from Celtic's point of view they just need to hope that by the time they come out of this poor patch that they're in you know they're not any further behind yeah I've even, I've even touched on Duffy but
3: <laughs> I, I, I don't want to I don't want to start on that either um, but I just just you know, sort of generally from the new signings I don't I think the, exe- the exception of Axel i actually been quite impressed with him uh, even though the three games he's played in certainly haven't <laughs> won a game yet but um, even like Barkas is starting to get a lot of flack from, from fans as well and um, I don't necessarily think he's been bad. I just don't... It just doesn't really fill me with confidence.
0: I don't, I don't mm. think. I think, just, I, I think he looks just... I think <laughs> he looks just because he's skinny. He looks... You know what I mean, though? Like, it's a stupid point about Foster and things. Just a big presence. I think that makes a difference yeah. for a keeper. Uh, yeah, So
2: saw something getting shared about Barkas. I think it was in the Daily Record. Talking about how he wanted to play as a left back, and uh, <laughs> fuck sake, man, should have done a lot lot of it. Well, there was quite a lot of Rangers fans that shared the article saying um, it looked like he was playing left back against us, so that's why it came across, <laughs> my My newsfeed, but I was. You I don't, think you're right, Sam. I think I don't, I think you go from Forster to a guy like Barkas. Yeah you know, that's probably not helping either. I mean, I think Forster, you kind of felt like, on Sunday, I'm not saying that Forster would have saved either of those penalties, but, you knew that Ferguson was going to score. You knew, that, obviously it was not the bar cast that was in, but, like, yeah. you are just missing that presence of a goalkeeper like Forster. Um, and obviously, it was yeah. as we saw last season, particularly in Europe, um, in the cup final, basically we won because he was, you know, unbeatable at times. Mm. So, to go from that to, obviously Barca it's not really hitting the ground running and you know
0: back to being on Sunday it's not that that won't be helping either mm. nah the keeper does make a difference he's not as you said I like think he's made that many mistakes but he just doesn't fill you with the same confidence from an outsider looking in anyway uh, Kev have you got any thoughts on it you can come off uh, mute now <laughs> if you're on it <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely none. Okay, nah, who's getting you bored?
1: Oh, yeah, she sure is right. Eh? Showing <laughs> me stuff on our phone. It's not interesting.
0: <laughs> it's probably more oh, interesting gosh, than I'm listening not. to this, though. To be fair. Well, it's gonna
1: be slightly more interesting listening to James, eh? Yeah. <laughs> talk, talk about the of situation
0: Um, I've <laughs> I've just got the, the fixtures, uh, that are coming up. It's not it's not an easy run for Celtic. Uh, Leal away. Then Aberdeen. Prague at home, Muller away, Hibs away, Prague away, AC Milan away. It's not, yeah, that's, but then, that's the, top then of if, the three games that we've already had. As well. If they if they start getting results, then maybe that is a good spell of games to get them in and take some form into the next next wee bit, but yeah. I'll be honest, we went away last season to Ren, who
2: obviously finished above, Lille. Putting a really solid performance. I think the results against Lazio last season perhaps skewed the expectation. Because um, obviously Lazio at the time were kind of flying high, but I think the reality is AC Milan are, you know, they're, they're definitely not what they once were, but they're a good side. Um, and where Celtic are at at the moment, if they're missing, like it's Edward, you know, to an extent Forrest, Julian, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys that Celtic need in the team and need to be firing to have a chance against a team like Milan, even if they, you know, as I said, are not what they once were. So, you know, definitely hopeful on Thursday of a more, you know, a more kind of sound performance, you know, hopefully a bit better defensively. Um, but, you know, I've seen the day that Julian's going to be out and probably not going to be back until after the kind of Scotland fixture. Um the next international break so you know that's a blow um, particularly given how Duffy and whatnot are playing at the moment but you're right it's a really tough run of games but it's that way where it just takes one result to spark it Um, so it'll be interesting to see whether or not it's Thursday night or hopefully on Sunday
0: Yeah and I I think you can't really you can't really disregard the European games either because if you're wanting to get the form going you don't want to go into the semi-in uh at the weekend having a heavy defeat from the thursday game the european game it's not going to help so i think regardless like, of whether you want to do well in it or not i think it's important for the form
2: yeah and i think that's like as i say last year we went to then we got a draw so that's probably the kind of bar that you're setting yourself for thursday night's game to go away be reasonably solid and you know obviously try and get a, a result of some sort um, you know I know that we have obviously invested heavily but you know they, they've sold a couple of players to kind of fund that you know um, team with a lot of ambition but you know realistically Celtic set themselves a the target of being a Champions League team at the start of this season and if you drew a team like Lille in the Champions League as an example you would be absolutely you know you'd be expecting to beat them mm-hmm. um, or you kind of compete with them for the, the third spot in the group so and uh, you've got to go into that game expecting a result, but like you say, you need to obviously get one to try and kickstart the season.
0: Yeah, and I think they'll still go into the uh, semi-final confident of beating Aberdeen, regardless of the uh, recent form in the, that game on Sunday there. Um, I think at Hampden, there's a, a bit of a different feeling. They've obviously had a good historical run against Aberdeen. Um so I would I would expect them to win that game but uh, it might be it might be tighter than usual but I would I would still fancy them to get into the final. Um, yeah the
2: thing is on Sunday we didn't actually lose it felt like a defeat. Mm yeah but we didn't actually
0: lose so I anyway I'm sure for people listening it's enough. <laughs> yeah. More. So good chat. Um right, so I've got a question that I'll ask now. So Kev can get back involved. Um, Thanks. <laughs> yeah, but we're moving on to your bit as well. So I was gonna I, I was just ask maybe on
1: that. Do you think it's more of a communication problem with Barkas and the defence as well? What is this English like? I've never actually heard him speak. So is that a communication problem with Lennon and the team. Probably I don't understand Lennon either. <laughs> I, Do don't understand?
3: Understand, I don't understand his tactics <laughs> or uh, or f- like his formations and just sort of generally playing people <laughs> out of position it just really it just kind of irritates me and I see that before every game there's always like there's just there's always one player at least that will be out of position um, or for example like drafting in, uh, guys like Stephen Welsh, to play against Rangers and stuff like that who just sort of set in his ways of playing a back three and, uh, so it's just kind of been stubborn and there's no there's no like plan B for any scenario which which would come up
2: which obviously but it happened what influence do you think Gavin Strachan has on that though because that's one of, uh, again on the Roman Mill that's one of the conspiracy theories at the moment is that he um, is quite influential in team selection and takes training and things like that and you know, it's noticeable that since he's come in to replace Damien I mean, Duff, the team's played a lot less fluency and a lot less kind of attacking verve and whether or not it's his influence that's you know, championing playing with three at the back and and obviously when I referred to the point around training and things like that, again he takes training, so Lennon doesn't take training. So again, you know <laughs> Yeah, that what doesn't surprise. Me. Does that happen? Yeah, I don't think Lennon's
3: well, he's not really been been known as as that kind of manager to, to, to take training. Um, yeah, I I heard as well. Like um, again, just sad, all rumours. This this podcast is based on rumours, but um, the inf- the influence that, that Damien Duff had on the players was um, <clears throat> was quite key. I think to to their performances, and I think that's it's definitely something that um, that we're missing. I think from from this season
0: maybe maybe wasn't brought up as a point at the time but it perhaps is a big influence then when he he moved on but possibly wasn't realised as much just what that would be but um, yeah, it's one of those things I guess um, right so the cup finals since 2010 13 Scots have scored in a Scottish cup final Can you name them? How many? Thirteen? Thirteen, yeah.
3: Charlie Mulgrew?
0: Any to start. Correct, yeah. Stevie May? No.
2: Stephen McLean? Yep. Yeah, McLean. I was trying to think apart of Thistle players, because it's obviously one of them who loves in the Scottish Cup then. Alex Ray.
1: Alex Ray, back in 1971. That was a league like, cut final. Stuart Armstrong, Sam will be another
2: one. Yes, yeah. Uh,
1: uh
3: Chris Commons?
0: No.
2: Shite. James Shinney? No. Chris, Christy?
0: Christie? No.
1: Aaron Doran? No. He's a he's a <laughs> <laughs>
2: and so they would be Scottish
1: because they played for Inverness. Whoever it was that scored for
0: Inverness, surely they were Scottish. Well, I'm not going to tell you that. James,
1: James Vincent got the second one, didn't he? He's English. Yeah, He's English, right?
0: that's correct. Well, not a correct yeah. answer, but a correct point, yeah.
1: And then, who was the, who was the first one? Carol Tremarco. No, you got sent off. He's not Scottish either, so...
0: No, I think, if I'm guessing, Probably I think it like was two English the- scorers. I don't think there was a Scot... Down for You've got one that I'm amazed you didn't get straight away. Uh, The rest are all kind of so-sos.
1: David Gray. Yep. Oh yeah, famous. Uh, Darren Barr, did he score?
0: He did, yeah. First goal for Hearts, I think. It's
2: like...
0: uh, One more and then we'll move on what was that shout
2: andy halliday
0: correct yep right i so you've got one two three six that means there's one uh, seven left Um. so just at any point i guess just shouting out if you think of them but uh a wee bit Well, you're on kevin of about thistle what's what's happening there first win at the weekend um what your thoughts on on this season, you've got to be got to be fancy and going up, surely.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the target we need to get up. I mean, it's, it's a must after the, the card door dealt towards the end of last season there, the <laughs> g- getting demoted as a result. we yes. um, playing one game less, but uh, we'll have to leave that in the past, and we just need to build some momentum off this first one, and uh try and take it into Saturday and continue, continue on um, and make sure we do win the league title because we had a poor start against Clyde uh, a, week, a week ago um, at Broadwood and we didn't play well after playing some decent football in the league cup games um, and then obviously uh, started against Clyde slowly and typical Thistle, is just uh, every season we seem to start slowly and um, you think that's a game that we, need. we can't only be the twenty-seven games. they can't drop many points. Um, so obviously Cove have already won two out of two Falkirk dropped points at Saturday. So only a point behind them. But you're thinking it's going to be so as uh, Falkirk and Cove at the top of the table. Is it? Um, obviously, this and Falkirk are two full-time teams, but Cove are well running. they have got a good uh, team, with a lot of experience. Yeah. So, I can't up to League Two last season. Um, but after, uh, you just have to continue to play well. We didn't play. We didn't start well against Airdre on Saturday. And, and, um, so sort of once we equalised and we were, we were back in the game, maybe we got a wee bit of luck. Airtrite could have potentially had a penalty. It's, it's hard to see because you don't. You only get the one view of it in the uh, the stream. from uh, all. I've never, I've never went back and watched the highlights, but I'm pretty sure we probably wouldn't include that in the highlights anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good goal from Spittle, and we, we won the, it was a wee bit sort of project to the end, a couple of long throws and some poor decisions from certain players in the Thistle team. But, um, aye, as I said, we just need to go into Saturday at Cove, away to Cove. It's a big game, and uh, hopefully we can win.
0: Yeah, I think that'll be a good indication they've won what the first two games as you said um Aye. but uh you know i think like like with yourselves and should probably have enough to finish ahead of them, but then it, it depends like if they get a, a really good start, then you never know again um but I think thistle've got to got to fancy going up the first time um and like you look at the even the games coming up three home games in november so if you you know a few wins there and you can be uh, leading from the front more so than trying to catch up
1: yeah well that's what you want to hopefully because who knows what's going to happen Um,
0: (laughs) exactly you need to be on the top to avoid any repeat of what happened
1: yeah so Aye, we need to just make sure we get start winning games now. I think we've got a good enough squad and maybe Zach Ruddon seems to continually pick up injuries, so I don't know if we may need, need another another striker. If, if Ruddon's going to be just out with niggles every now and again, he'll never get a consistent run in the team. Ever since we signed him in January, he's never really played more than one game eh, without going, going, getting injured. So, overall, the squad looks okay. Um, I think we should, we should have enough to hopefully battle it out to make sure we, we win the league. But I think it's more try to breed confidence from a team that's hardly won and been mm-hmm. spiralling and spiralling ever since we finished in the top six. Uh, did you not say yesterday, Kevin, that
3: was Thistle's first win in 2020?
1: Yeah, yeah, that was our first win in 2020. So uh, We drew too many games. I mean, just to think if we had won one, one game between January and March when I got relegated so uh, stuff like that it's disappointing but I suppose uh, not as bad as breaking Uh, I still haven't won in 2020 and sat a manager today
0: Diddy, is that right?
1: Yeah, Mark Roggson
0: you will be on Clyde 1 more (laughs) often It doesn't really surprise me what did you make was, prob- Sorry, I, sorry. <laughs> I was
3: just going to. I was just going to make some shite point about uh, Zach Rudden being out and uh, prolific, prolific striker Brian Graham still on the books at Thistle. Has he not been yeah.
1: No, I think we're, we must Graham because he was suspended Um for the Clyde game, so we didn't have we the. Kudayisa that we got on loan from um, uh, Livingston, and then this all. We just say so. I've him been suspended. It was just about a bit of an issue. There was no out ball, um, and then obviously we didn't have anyone on the bench to come on and replace Kudayisa, when it wasn't the system wasn't working against Clyde. So I think Graham's going to be a huge player, and he's, he's such a leader. And you can just see that he actually how how much he wants he wants it. It's a player's thistle So should have signed years ago. To be honest, when you we were in the Premier League, you should have had some deal with Brian Graham, because uh, he sort of, has sort of mentality, sort of breeds throughout the team. I feel anytime, any time I've watched him.
0: What was there? Uh, so you said that, um Issa had? Well, he struggled in the system, but it's interesting signing given he went from Queens to Livy, was it? And then is yeah. he on loan? Yeah, it's all, all on right. so. Yeah, a lot of people have said he's a, he's a decent player. Obviously he got a good move, so maybe yeah, not. Maybe can't. he struggled at the weekend there, but possibly if he gets a chance, he might be be alright this season.
1: No, I do think he'll be alright. I just don't think that the way we set up against Clyde helped helped him or play it. and as the way Clyde sort of tried to stifle was that. We ended up just hitting it, hitting high balls, and there was nothing, yeah, nothing for him. And there was no quality in any of the balls that were fed forward. And yeah. then he went off with a broken nose. So they did um, it. So once we had that, we didn't have any. We didn't have play. Didn't have play any forwards. So it was playing played with sort of lines. Came on. It was more of a winger, attack midfielder. There's not. There's no set. There's no centre forward. So, aye, it was frustrating against Clyde, but. Probably potentially could have lost lost more lost by more if Clyde took some of our chances in the counter attack.
0: What do you make of the appearance of Richard Foster on sports scene? Yeah,
1: he can make well stay there because he's been rotting so far. <laughs> so, I, <don't> know. <laughs> I thought he used a fault for the goal on Saturday. Just drifting so back back. And...
0: Has he been starting games? Yeah.
1: Yeah, he started both games and no. he's been rotting in both. So. Yeah, I don't know how you deserved to start uh, ahead of Williamson uh, on Saturday. I would have, I would have dropped him. Aye. Yeah. Right. But, uh, you can stick to the sports scene.
0: <laughs> yeah, I thought it was, he uh, made Stay some interesting well. point, yeah. so to speak, yeah. Not not great, but... I'm not actually listening
1: to the sports scene, I just usually watch the highlights and don't want to listen not concentrate funny. anymore.
0: It was a poor appearance. I'll say that. Um, right. Any more names for the scorers? Yeah, I've not thought of Not
1: thought about it. Uh, did some? Did
3: somebody
0: say, Kill McGregor? No, but that's correct. Um, what? Well, right. So. There's uh, a. we
3: got
0: so far. You've got, McGregor, Armstrong, Gray, Halliday, Mulgrew. Darren Barr, Stephen McLean,
2: Kevin Thompson.
0: No, you've got. There's one guy who currently or recently signed for Queens Park. Actually, I believe Um, there's another one who is. Get a grant. Why? That that is correct. Yeah. Um.
1: so he scored for Falkirk?
0: Yeah, he did, yeah.
2: Kevin, okay, that's more
1: in your domain. Should I go at that one? Oh, I've not even, I've generally not thought of any of the finals when I was talking, I just probably forgot. So I think yeah. who else has played for hats. The 5-1, the Saskatchewan. Hats. Yeah, <laughs> he did
0: <laughs> obviously score.
1: Griffiths.
0: Is it Griffiths that score for Hibs? It's not, but it is uh, the Hibs scorer that is one of the missing answers. Uh, there's also another scorer for St Johnston. Stephen <laughs> uh, Anderson. Correct. Uh, the other scorer for Rangers against Hibs is missing. Uh, and then
3: Kenny Miller?
2: Yes.
3: Ah,
0: oh, fuck. Kenny yeah. Miller. When in doubt, you should always just fucking guess. Anyway. <coughs> yeah. So, who are we missing? So you've, the got the, you've got the Hibs scorer. The Hibs scorer, and then the both goal scorers from the 2010 final. Which, if I tell you the teams, unless you're, I'm sure you possibly already know, but the teams give it away straight away, pretty much. Uh, one of one of these guys is playing in the Premiership in Scotland uh, at the moment.
1: Did we get all the hearts from the 5 1? Uh,
0: yeah. yeah, it was only Darren Barr. So it was only
1: Darren Barr?
0: Yeah. So you've got the other scorer from that game. Was
1: it called
0: No, it wasn't, no.
1: Uh, that, was show, that
0: was show was Colin yeah. was it um, James McPake it was Actually, yes I remember now he said that in his podcast the the, the one with Ferry. um Ferry so to left it was from the well do you want to know
3: the team or not I don't know James McPake Scottish
0: yeah he is Born in Bells well, Hill I, apparently. But they, I think he um, did represent Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland, yeah, once or maybe
1: Controversial.
0: Maybe more. <laughs> um wait, but anyway, two two left from the two thousand and ten final. So you can I guess have a think about it. Um, whilst we've got the resident NFL expert on, um we had a, we had a note to talk about. Whatever you want to talk about this season, I'm obviously not an expert, but the two of you are, so enlighten us.
3: Well, I I think um, just off off the top, I think it's it's good to um, watch to watch something that's get crowds there, and I know it's kind of um, vastly reduced numbers and stuff like that, but. Um, you know, I think by all accounts, it seems to it seems to be working there. I don't know what I don't know what they've got there um, that they could perhaps use here to get fans back
2: in. Yeah,
0: you, um, you'd mentioned the I think a couple of episodes ago about the some places having uh, big crowds. Yeah, I think that that, is, there's
3: more than there's more that have crowds than not now.
2: I think.
0: Yeah. Well, the with it's this new just, tier just system
2: California and New York I'm not really having plans um, but like Florida had plans basically from day one same way Texas or the teams in Texas um, I just anywhere
3: any Republican areas are just <laughs> just uh, 100% full capacity have they de- you
0: know have they any problems with any of that? Not or nothing that's been publicised.
3: Only at the start, I think uh, the first week I'd heard that there was there was fans that tested positive um, after the Kansas City game. But I don't know, apart from that, I don't know if it has if it has been happened and they're just not reporting on it or whatever.
2: I don't know. The uh, was it Miami? I think Miami. Um Dolphins were given permission to bring their full sixty five thousand back. Um <laughs> yeah, but they were yeah, they were given permission to um, enable full crowds. Um but I was trying to think at the weekend there, the only stadiums where there weren't fans were Buffalo against New York. There was no fans there. I think obviously the Los Angeles teams there's no fans at their game and San Francisco, where they played in New England. So, I was done. Said predominantly where they're kind of red sticks, They've had fans pretty much non-stop. Yeah, um, it's.
3: I don't know. I mean, if it, if it's working, then fair enough. But um, I don't think it's particularly uh, well having fans in the stadium doesn't. It's not really interesting to how well a team's playing. So, if you look at Dallas, for example, they've had fans in all season and um, they've been absolutely wrong. Um, I think, you know, before this season, I think I would have I would have said that with the team that they had, I think I thought they would have done really well this season and um, possibly get quite far into the playoffs. But um, obviously just not to be and I, I don't know if that's down to coaching or whatever as well I know that um, their quarterback Dak Prescott got a, a pretty pretty nasty um, leg break in one of the games um, yeah
2: I'm
3: sure uh, Kev would well, have been delighted to to see such a gruesome injury but oh, you actually
1: going to Google that right
0: now <laughs> doing, doing <laughs> my... it
2: was horrendous basically this guy who's like I don't know how big he is but Probably over six foot probably the same again and muscle landed right in his ankle as it bent just completely dislocated it it was pretty minging um, yeah because you see like Prescott uh, sitting
3: on the turf and just like try try to like, hit it back into place and
2: just, <laughs> yeah. just just like,
3: that was un- unbelievable stuff I thought
2: yeah. just on Dallas I don't know if you saw the kind of reports but after six games the players came out and basically said something on the lines of we can no longer um, keep it in house um, how poor the coaching is and how poor you know the um the kind of culture and environment the team is and it was as if it was like some big sacrifice but it was literally six games into the the season. Um they're kinda of starting to like that but I think one of the kind of interesting things about American Sports in general is just how much emphasis they place on, like the individual, and how much emphasis they place on insider knowledge. It's just all about like who can break news first. It's just accepted that players will you know, text reporters with information and stuff like that. It's, I don't know what you think, Dunham, but it's quite an interesting. Just it's just interesting to sort of, you know, see how even on a Sunday, the first thing that certain guys will do is. Break news at like 6 o'clock in the morning about who's playing and who's not playing and it's just kind of an accepted thing that you know that sort of stuff is shared whereas obviously certainly in the UK and sort of football it's not something that's kind of as commonplace
3: yeah I think it, it, it keeps the fans engaged I think it uh, so entices people and a wee bit as well um, but yeah I just I don't know what's what's going on in Dallas, I think, um, you know, they they sacked their coach last season and got uh, Mike McCarthy in uh, this season from from Green Bay previously, so, and, you know, he won a Super Bowl there and actually did not too badly, I think, you know, can perhaps near the end uh, his relations with Aaron Rodgers maybe took a a bit of a nosedive, but, um, yeah, I don't know, it's a it's a bit of a weird one though, 'cause um just with the talent that they've got in Dallas, you would expect them to be performing a bit better up until now. Um but mm. like, that that division in general, the NFC East is just it's just absolutely horrendous. Like, it's as if no nobody really wants to um you know, take a hold of the division.
2: I I would say it's probably Kevin, to put it in terms that you understand, it's probably like the sort of division compete computer. Well just everybody's rubbish. Uh
0: um, it's basically a division full of thistles. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just looked up the tables there and automatically without thinking uh I was what it looked a wee bit weird, that one you're talking about. <laughs> uh yeah. well first of all I was confused about the, the columns, but now I get it like four I five know. and four five and six losses. Yeah, nobody's um,
2: doing it, has got a winning record.
0: Adelphi,
2: I think is In that division as well, so they've tied the game, so that's why they've got the three column score. Yeah, so
0: they're uh, they're
2: top. What's yeah.
0: happening with uh, Tom Brady? Who does he play for?
3: He's with Tampa Bay now. He's, yeah.
0: uh,
3: is, yeah, he's, this, he's, he's is he? He's found another. gear I think. Is
2: still playing? He's been he's, he's been playing pretty well. He uh, he he made the right decision. I think obviously he got a lot of offers and. Tampa Bay are probably, I certainly wouldn't have put them in this bracket at the start of the season. And nowhere near as can I close up as Dunham is on this, but they're probably now one of the favourites to keep their kind of momentum going for uh, for the Super Bowl. And certainly, can I get to the Super Bowl if nothing else? Because we've got one of the best defences, and then obviously, Brady is just like going back the years on Sunday. It's pretty impressive to watch.
3: Yeah. Um, I would agree with that it's a bit uh, they're in a, a pretty tough division now though, I think um, they're in the Saints and, um, they've been alright like, they they normally perform well uh, to be fair um, but yeah definitely Tampa Bay Tom Brady's picked I should say the kind of the ideal place for him to go and play he's got an offensive line in front of him that allows nobody pass really so they're not getting to them, so he's got free rent Was it pretty much down the field?
0: Was it one of those things where it was, was it New England that he played for? Yeah. That could you see that they were going to be a lot worse, and he got out at the right time? Was it one of those kind of moves, or was uh, it just it was just that he's available and I somebody signed think him? He was
2: gonna have a, I come to the end of his contract, and um, New England didn't really show him much love and. I think, to be honest with you, uh, New England thus far has been pretty awful. Um, yeah. England, I think they had something like four yards of total offence in the first half or something ridiculous like that. It's basically running the ball and passing, I mean, I don't think it was quite as bad as that. I think it was the Jets actually that had four yards of total offence the sure. second of their game. Oh
3: God, I a
2: second. like the Patriots, obviously, had the dynasty, um, and they brought in Cam Newton, who was former kind of MVP um, of the league, and he's just he's just struggled um, because basically the Patriots operate differently to everybody else, and that they don't really sign any kind of big name players in the draft and things like that, and they rely on great coaching, and unfortunately for them, um, at some point you actually have to have some decent players to coach and um, they're really kind of struggling
3: yeah as you say he was Brady was at the end of his contract there and um, Bill Belichick's not not one for sentimentality so he was uh, chucked out the door to be fair he is 43 now Tom Brady yeah
2: does um, not look like 43 though like when he runs out but yeah, <laughs> yeah. things like that he's just he's unbelievable
3: yeah, that's the thing. He's 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 that good though. He's he's so good that he doesn't, he doesn't have to, to run. Um, that's just the way it is. I think he's um, I think he's actually improved this season. I think people would say that as well over last season. So there maybe was a bit of a decline in New England, but um,
0: so but yeah, he, like
3: he's kind he's found a, he's found a decent spot. Time for beer, really.
0: yeah. Not that I really want to. Spend any time talking about it, but Lewis Hamilton, like when he moved from Formula One team to Mercedes, and people are saying that's like a bad move, then he's obviously done really well. Is it like that where he's also probably seen that that would be a good move for him and that he'll get success there as well? Which is, seems pretty clever to be honest. From probably Tom Brady, like if
3: he's, get, like, he's obviously still confident in his own ability in the right situation. So in in that situation I think um a team like Tampa Bay gives them the best the, the best kind of tools, if you like, to uh to continue playing at, the, at that high level.
0: Yeah, I mean it is 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 there anybody else that is at that age still playing in the sport? Uh
3: no generally it's just um kickers. So
2: what a fact? Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, sorry. to kickers.
3: Yeah, so like up until uh, last year you had Adam Vinatieri, who was like forty seven or something like that. He was yeah. um, still the kicker for uh, the Colts but he's he's retired. I don't I don't think there's uh there's too many other people around about that age that are, that are still playing.
2: The only guy who's probably close to it is Drew Brees. I think he's like forty-one or something. Is he, I don't know if he's as yeah. that. He's a quarterback, yeah, yeah, right. in New Orleans. Um, but I'm, like, is another case that running backs, like you're, pretty much once you get beyond age of thirty for running backs, it's just one your contracts that you get because the expectation is that after sort of however many years in college, maybe three or four, and then five or six in the NFL you're just you're taking so many hits that your body just can't do it anymore and that's the thing it's, it's such a
3: taxing position and um, yeah as you say the, you know guys guys in the, those positions do take a lot of hits and obviously takes a toll on their bodies as well um, I think it's also about uh, you have to be incredibly dynamic I think, to, to play that position as well and um, so I don't know like, if you've sat past your prime, then uh, generally you're not going to get any better in that position. So, but um, I mean, that's why really there's so so few running backs that you would consider to be like elite players in the league. Um, just as a result of that. Yeah. Um, so i Or just I'll quickly wrap up then on on the NFL stuff because we've kind of talked a wee bit about it, but. I just wanted to mention the, the New York Jets who so, um, I decided a decade ago to start following and uh, Why did a, you?
0: Out of interest. Well, <laughs>
3: well it was a dreadful decision I have to say. Um, I think the the season before um, well to to put this plainly um, I 10 years ago I'd, I was I was in New York and it was sat, in the off season, so I didn't get to the game, but I thought, they, would be, be quite good to to follow a, a New York team, uh, and I sort of checked a few seasons before that, and the Jets had been kind of alright, and they made the playoffs the season previous. So I thought, uh, judging by the the kind of the roster and stuff like that as well, I thought they looked they looked pretty good, um, but then once I started following them and kinda of, the more I got to know about them, then. Uh, the more I wish that I hadn't picked them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they yeah. So they haven't won this
1: season yet? Yeah, they, what, have, have, they won, have they won at all in 2020? Are they worse, <laughs> worse, than, worse <laughs> than this one?
0: It's a great question. <laughs> That's,
1: yeah, to be fair, well, they haven't They haven't won
3: this year, uh, but they have only played eight games, or seven games, sorry, they've only played seven
1: games. Um oh probably in par with this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, well,
2: there you go all, all it's called together at the moment so there's this quarterback coming from college called Trevor Lawrence and there's basically like six or seven teams in the NFL that are all kind of hoping that they're going to be bad enough that they're going to be able to draft Trevor Lawrence but the Jets are, either the Jets are a disaster
3: yeah and it's a case of coaching there again and just like, getting rid of your best players and um, Get rid of, Le'Veon Bell last week. Um, Get rid of Jamal Adams at the start of the season as well. And uh, you know, really, you need need guys like that in the building to kind of build your team around. Because if you don't have that, you've got a young quarterback, and that's a young coach who's apparently a quarterback guru. But I've yet to see that (laughs) really anywhere he's been. Because previously he was head coach at the Miami Dolphins as well. Yeah, Dwayne Tannehill as a quarterback, uh, and Tannehill wasn't particularly great there. Moved to Tennessee, and is now all of a sudden a top ten quarterback and uh, performing really well. So I don't know. It's just there's a there's a lot again, like Celtic, but even more uh, or even worse uh, in New York just now. But uh, yeah, there's 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 so many areas you could look at with the Jets and say that they need, need improving or uh, just a complete clear out
0: bring Lennon in part time <laughs> basis
3: so you're saying he picked
0: him,
3: you didn't pick him just because of be being White as well. well that was always a deciding factor uh, given that the Giants playing red Redway play also <laughs> uh, nah but not well did have something to do but not not entirely what team do you support, James?
2: No. Uh, I've got a couple, I quite like Green Bay, um, <laughs> because green. Cause of are playing
1: Green Bay, yeah. and uh, so. I, like, I do have some Jets stuff, but I wouldn't say I'm a better fan of the Jets. Um, I, would, I would advise you to stay away. I,
2: I'm probably a bit of a glory hunter, because be the champions and a really decent team um, so I quite like Kansas City um, they beat yeah. obviously with stars. they are probably quite good to watch I would say I don't know what yeah. you think, think I mean you, yeah uh,
3: I would agree to an extent I think it's, it's different for the NFL you, you're not like, you've not been invested in it since birth so it's uh, it's totally different and uh, you can sort of appreciate good teams that play that play good uh, good football
0: um, yeah there's not as many families here that are like uh, Jets fans <laughs> through the generations it's a sectarian isn't it jets, <laughs> very... right, right son it's Jets Jets or nothing son but uh, <laughs> yeah. th- there is a bit of that I suppose you wouldn't ever be a fan of New York Rangers for the same reason uh, well that, I know, that's true <laughs> um, Right, final two names to finish up. On the scorers. Uh so the twenty ten final? Twenty ten final, yeah. This is you've had a chance to google it in the background, so So that was Celtic then as well, twenty ten? Uh, no it wasn't. What was that was it twenty eleven? Was that tw twenty eleven? Celtic below. Celtic below. Yeah. Twenty eleven. Yeah, so the one
1: before
0: one before that, uh, uh, one of these guys currently, uh, Kevin, you might have actually seen him very recently, on a stream, if he played.
1: David Goodwally?
0: Yes. Hmm.
1: Oh, Dundee United. Yep,
0: yeah. and therefore from the, from the same game, this guy's playing in the Premiership currently not for the United
1: um, Chris Park
0: no
3: great podcast no it's long silence but uh,
0: yeah
3: I can't
0: <laughs> also played a real...
1: for uh... I actually can't remember that final hey, Craig Conway is it Craig Conway correct
0: yeah <laughs> there you go well, well played Got there in the end. What, I what, was just, this,
1: what was the score? Just two of them?
0: Eh, three nil. Oh. Conway scored twice.
1: Oh okay. In my head, I thought it was three
0: nil.
3: Oh. Like, well, I don't. Yeah,
0: I don't. I don't remember that final
1: at all. Yeah, I'm just looking at it just now. Nah, interest. Interesting. Ross way. County beat Celtic in the
0: semi-final. I know that. No. Interestingly, I Ross we all ca- <laughs> County had us their squad is fully players from scotland except michael mcgovern <laughs> yeah yeah uh,
3: paul the jackal coming off the bench
0: yeah some interesting yeah. names um but yeah nah fair enough good enough place to wrap up i think uh and i can i can cut out the silences in between all the guesses, but uh Nah, it was it was good. Um thanks for coming on. Hopefully it wasn't too boring, but good input from all of you. Yeah,
3: thanks thanks That's for good. coming on, lads. Thanks,
0: thanks so much. Um we will speak to you next time. We'll we'll maybe get you back on again. It depends, just what the viewing figures are like based on the last week's decent guests and how much you complained But thanks to everybody for listening anyway. Um then we'll Catch up next time.